Tonight on the Chris Ventura Show, it's a music special. An interview with singer-songwriter Natalie Gelman. I had the pleasure of interviewing Natalie over the phone earlier today. She shares with us what has influenced her musical style, tells us about some of her experiences as a young artist, talks about a very unique tour from Florida to New York, gives us some insight into some of her current projects, and shares some advice to aspiring artists. Here is that interview. All right, so we have Natalie Gelman with us today. Hey, Natalie, how's it going? Good. Hey, Chris. How are you? Very good. Uh, good to have you on, Natalie. Thanks. It's great to be here. How are you doing today? I'm good. We've, we've um, finally got some sunshine here on the East Coast, and I'm leaving. So <laughs> <laughs> we have Going to L.A. Awesome. Yeah. Is this going to be your first good. time in L.A.? No, um, I've been there a couple times. I played a show um, a while back at uh, Room 5 Lounge, I think it's called. Okay. And um, this is my first time at some of the other venues I'm playing, Hotel Cafe. And I just love Los Angeles. I love, you know, just, I'm from a big city. Uh-huh. Los Angeles is totally different than New York, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just gives me a different taste of still my kind of people. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of really good venues out here. So um, yeah, and I'll be uh, I'll be at the one on Saturday to see you on that one. That one's gonna be really exciting. I'm excited about that. Awesome! Griffin was telling me I'm excited to be there. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know, uh, what style of music would you classify your music as? Yeah, um, I used to call it folk rock. I think it's a little bit more pop than that. All that all gives you an idea for. I just sort of tell people it sounds like Sheryl Crow and Jewel. Ah, um, I see. That kind of yeah, it's good to give them a comparison of who it sounds like versus you know I feel like genres have been really blurred. Ah um, uh, yes, they have. Yeah, the past five years because there's so much music out there, so it's it's hard. And indie doesn't really mean anything anymore except you know as far as music is concerned, um, it almost means indie rock always. So right, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, so it yeah, is a little bit so. difficult to explain to people exactly what it is by saying indie, because then they get the kind of the wrong idea. But uh, yeah. I saw your con- comparisons to uh, Sheryl Crow, Tori Amos, and Jewel. So that gives people a pretty good idea of what, uh, what kind of music yeah. you perform. So are those... I get Joni Mitchell a lot, too. <laughs> ah, okay. So I was going to ask you, are there any artists that you have listened to that have inspired you and uh, your style of music? Are, are those some of them? Definitely. Um, I love... And I love Cheryl Crow. Um, it's probably not so apparent in my music, but I've listened to a lot of Tracy Chapman, um, Patty Griffin, who's an amazing songwriter, an amazing performer, and um, a little bit of everything. I listen to a lot of U2. I listen to Carol King. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I listen to a lot more of the soul jazz, like Aretha Franklin and Ella Fitzgerald. Ah, very good. Yeah. Anyone who's a good singer and a good artist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was wondering, I was reading a lot of the lyrics on your website, and it, I think it's really cool, too. If you go to her website, nataliegelman.com, you not only have the lyrics, but you actually have uh, the guitar uh, chords that you can play the songs. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I have a lot of people that were asking for it, and um, even one of my photographers is able to play Sweet July. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Really fun. Yeah, it's cool. No. I That was important to me when I was learning music was to study Jewel's songs and learn the songs that my favorite artists played and then just uh, start writing my own from knowing their chords. And I see. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, Sweet July, that's a very good song. I really enjoyed that song. I saw the lyrics. They're very uh, passionately written. I was going to ask you, what are the majority of your songs about? Hmm. That, on my CD, it's 
almost entirely about one relationship. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. It's we we joke in the songwriting world. It's like if you have trouble writing music, you should probably break up with whoever you're with. Or, <laughs> um, you know, that's pretty inspiring stuff there. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of it's about one relationship. Um, I write a lot about that kind of stuff, and I was in, you know, that space in my life um, coming out of my teenage years when I was writing a lot of those songs. But um, yeah, a lot of it's brought to a more extreme level and a more poetic level, and I'm trying to write more positive music now, and um, I think I think I'm doing that. I think my next album will really have a lot of more interesting. Okay, <laughs> no, not that these are an interesting, no, because people love uh, a relationship talk, so to actually have a, a, yeah. a, a song to relate to that, that fits a certain mood that maybe you're going through or something, that's something. So I, I was that's reading the lyrics and hearing it, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I can relate to some of this. <laughs> I think- I try to be really honest with my lyrics, and I think I always put exactly, you know, this is what's so, and I put that out on the table when I perform, mm-hmm. um, when I write music. And um, I think that's what becomes the universal message in it, you know, that people have been, there's a song that I just wrote um, called Won't Matter Anymore. It's up on YouTube. Um, and it's probably going to be at my next CD, and my friend was saying, you really should try to write something less personal, more of a universal message, you know, like Sheryl Crow's, I just want to soak up the sun, or something like that. And I tried to sit down and do that, and instead I wrote a super personal song. <laughs> and I was like, that wasn't supposed to happen. But, yeah, but what's so funny is people love it at my live show, and they just are like, you know what, even though it's super personal, and I, I can hear that you're really emotional when you're singing it, Mm-hmm. I connect to that emotion, you know, and I connect to, I felt that way before. Um, yeah, so hopefully something's coming together correctly. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, I can tell, I can hear the passion in your voice and your songs and your performances. Uh, even I was looking, when you mentioned YouTube, I was checking out your YouTube channel. I'll have to put a link on the website for your YouTube channel, some cool videos up there. I Thank noticed you. your uh, performance of the national anthem was uh, like amazing. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, wow, and it was a cappella, and I was like, that's a really hard song to get through, but with no backing, it was just like perfect. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks. I I really enjoy um, singing for a lot of my local sports teams. I just love singing for people, so it's great to have five, six, seventeen thousand people there, <laughs> and you're like, this is crazy and awesome. This is great. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. that was like very overwhelming, but uh, also very amazing and memorable. I was curious. I, Tell me a little bit about your uh, your earlier musical work, or like uh, when did you be like when exactly did you start uh, getting into music? Yeah, um, well, I started when I was little. My parents, my dad was a professional violinist, oh. and my mom is an artist, and she plays the piano. And um, we're from the village in New York City, which when I was growing up was a big era of lots and lots of music, and um, you know the folk music scene was there. Everything. Mm-hmm. In there and um, so they, but they're real, they're classical musicians. So I took classical piano, classical violin, um, all of that from a really young age. Um, and I would fight for voice lessons. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. It was I didn't realize how much I enjoyed music because I was fighting all the time because I didn't want to practice. But <laughs> yeah, but it's I'm really fortunate that they pushed me. And made me keep doing the piano and the violin because it just made me a musical 
person, mm-hmm. you know, and I took dance lessons too, but there was like a live pianist playing, um, playing the, the dance lessons. Uh-huh. And you could listen to them and like they would play a waltz and then they would play, you know, whatever they would do. And it was just really ingrained in me from when I was really young. Um, and then I went to high school at the Performing Arts High School in mm-hmm. New York City. Um, and there's when I really started singing. I got in for a couple of different artistic things, um, dance and voice. And um, I just chose to go and study voice and right. chose, like, rock music. Mm-hmm. And, now, I read you were classically yeah. trained in opera. And you, yeah. you performed at Carnegie Hall. I mean, I was like, seriously? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, when I was in high school, um, my two of my choirs were chosen out of like hundreds of choirs um, to be one of four. So out of the four that were chosen, I was in two two different choirs that were chosen, and um, they had auditions. We were singing to Chester songs, which is by Leonard Bernstein, mm-hmm. and he, I, him, and like Vivaldi and Mozart are like my favorite classical composers, but Bernstein. Bernstein's very, very contemporary, and I, I know a lot of people probably know, like, West Side Story is by him. Uh-huh, um, right. He writes, wrote a lot of stuff that's on, that's on Broadway, but um, he wrote this thing to Chester Psalms, and there's an alto solo in the piece, and they had auditions, and I got to sing the alto solo, and my name was in the stuff. <laughs> that's the so cool. Really cool, yeah. I mean, how many people do you know who say, I performed at Carnegie Hall? I mean, that's really <laughs> impressive. Oh, what's so funny, what's so funny is that there was actually my second time doing it, and I was so much more nervous the second time around. Um, <laughs> Why is that? I realized, well, the first time was with, um, we had something in, in um, Staten Island where I lived for a while called Borough Wide Chorus, and they also did a performance, the chorus did a performance, and I was chosen for a solo um, in one of the songs, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know to be nervous about it. You know, it's sort of like childish I ignorance. I see, I got anything. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, you're excited about life. You go for anything you can do, and you're just wanting to go out and have fun. I just wanted to sing. Uh-huh. I didn't know where it was or care where it was. Um, and I sort of, I think I realized it when I was standing up on stage the act, <laughs> during the actual show. Uh-huh. And that's probably why I came back, and during my performance, I was like, <laughs> you know, before chapter bombs, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of a big deal." This <laughs> yeah, the first time yeah. you just kind of went through it, and you're like, after you're done, you're like, "Oh wow, I just did that." And then you come back again, you're like, "I'm at Carnegie Hall. I'm doing this. Oh my goodness!" Yeah. <laughs> then you start realizing there's all this, you know, the practice, practice, practice. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? <laughs> that the whole thing around it. So. Yeah, yeah. You totally proved that practice gets you there, and you've practiced a lot growing up. Yeah. It was great. I mean, and I'm. It was really neat. We met um, Bernstein's daughter, and she talked to us about very awesome. What she wanted, yeah. It was a really good experience. Awesome. Now, here's an experience that I was like, like, you know, like wowed about too. Now, after you finished school, you you embarked on a very interesting tour up the East Coast from Miami to New York Mm -hmm. City. Now, I know why, but tell us what exactly made this tour so unique. Because I was like, wow, when I read this. Yeah. Well. I'll tell you the story. I'll, I'll keep everyone listening yeah. for another minute. We won't get to the craziness of it just yet. Okay. I was, I think it will become clear. I was in um, Salzburg, Austria, studying opera in college, and I think it was my 
sophomore of the year, the summer after my sophomore year of college, and every year I would fight and say, I'm not going back to school. I can't do this. I'm going to go be a singer-songwriter. <laughs> and every year I would go back to school, and, and that was it. And um, I said that again, and somehow when I was over there, um, I love I love Europe. It was my only time in Europe, but it just I think any traveling you do is a really freeing experience. Oh, definitely. Get out of mm-hmm. your, yeah, you're just like your schedule, your all that stuff. It's great yeah. to step out of the box. Oh yes. And yeah, and I just kind of got back to that place where anything's possible, um, really anything. Uh-huh. And I thought I want to play a show in every single state, and I'm going to rollerblade to every single <laughs> state, and play for people everywhere. This is going to be great. And I think I told, I was going to a voice lesson with, um, or a coaching session with this really, really funny German guy who was awesome, but he used to say, um, so I, I told him what I wanted to do, because mm-hmm. he was kind of nuts himself, and I told him, I want to rollerblade all these different states, and I'm going to have my guitar, and it's going to be incredible. And he was like, Genau, genau, which means okay, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, sure. What you're talking about? Let's <laughs> back to music. Like he just totally brushed it off, and I was kind of hurt, and I was kind of like, oh, that's actually something kind of weird. It's kind of weird that I shared that with someone I barely know. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do it. <laughs> like, and I had a, this doubt about it right away, um, but I still kept thinking about it, and then I told my roommate and. Everyone kind of thought I was crazy. And, um, <laughs> yeah, well, it is it was, quite an interesting idea. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, it's so funny because we were all, we were all in college together. Uh-huh. Um, a program my school had in Salzburg. We all went back to the University of Miami together. Um, and I did end up going back, and I spent another year. And then my junior year, I was like, I'm not going back. And I was still thinking about this thing that I wanted to do. And I said, you know what? It's right before my senior year. I'm just going to do it. But I can't probably, I probably can't go to every single state. Right. What about if it's just, I'm finally done with school, <laughs> coming back to New York City, I love New York City, let's, let's rollerblade there, you know? And <laughs> from, from, wow, That's yeah. just, go in one direction. <laughs> aim, <laughs> yeah. Aim for one place, you'll get there eventually, it's cool. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went back and told everyone that's what I was going to do, and People probably still thought I was crazy, but um, I found a teacher to help me just sort of give me some motivation, tell me what I needed to do as far as booking shows. And I'd already done a lot of that, but mm-hmm. um, I just found like a mentor to work on it with a special project. Oh, very project. good. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, a couple of friends helped me book some shows and contact um, the charities. I had actually worked with them. Um, this charity Children International um, the year before my senior year. Okay. And um, I was sponsoring a child, and I just thought, how cool would it be to sort of introduce everyone to this child I'm sponsoring and say, look, you know, you can have a personal relationship with them. You can motivate them and change mm-hmm. their lives with, like, such little money. Like, you spend more than this on coffee, you know? Right, and, right. Yeah. So um, I decided to partner with them and, and help them out and donate money and get them as much press as they could. And um, I contacted this really cool rollerblading company. If you haven't figured it out by now, for everyone who's listening, it's um, a rollerblade tour that I did from Miami to New York City. Yes, and, uh, that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, and I had these really cool blades called land rollers that um, they have two giant wheels on the side uh-huh. that are angled in. And um, I used those for the tour and played shows along the way. And, yeah, I now, sold my... Now, I'm just curious. Now, uh, did you... Was there any interesting experience along the way? I mean, I imagine you met a lot of uh, interesting people. Uh, how was the weather? I mean, that's kind of important when you're rollerblading up north. Yeah, it was... Oh, there's, I should... I really need to write something down about this more. I blogged a little bit along the way, but it was really hard because I was blading. You know, anywhere, some days was just two to four hours, but a lot of days were eight to ten hours of rollerblading. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I would get back, and, you know, you have dirt all over you from being <laughs> on the shoulder of the road, and I'm like, I just want to shower and go to bed. And sometimes <laughs> I couldn't even do that. Like, I just had to shower, get ready and be fabulous, and go play a show and warm up and do my thing. Wow. And, um, yeah, so I didn't do so good at the at what I love to do now, you know, social networking and, uh-huh. and actually having a relationship with your fans and telling them what's going on just because, I don't know, any time, you know, like, <laughs> probably would have been hit by a couple more cars if I was oh, gosh. uttering and posting pictures on the phone <laughs> along the way. But, um, yeah, I am... Um, There was a really bad day in Georgia um, where there was, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a hurricane anymore by the time it Pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I know for a fact it definitely was a um, torrential downpour. Uh Oh, my gosh. Uh I was, yeah, I was bleeding for like five hours. In that? Pouring rain. (laughs) I took photos of that, actually, because I was like, this is unbelievable. I'm, I can't go any further, but I couldn't reach. I couldn't reach this. This girl would drive along my, with my stuff, and I would mm-hmm. meet her like every two hours or so. Uh-huh. And she didn't have phone service, so mm-hmm. she wasn't answering her phone. Because I was like, let me just sit in the car for like half an hour, have lunch, like just wait this out a little bit, like. <laughs> and I just had to keep going because there was nowhere to go. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, I was hit by a couple cars along the way uh. too. I was hit. On the first day out in Miami, and then again in um, in Virginia. Wow, are you, were you okay? Yeah, the first time, it was the first day, it kind of sucked because I was, like, so pumped. <laughs> and I was wearing, like, this shirt that had my name and, like, what I was doing. And um, oh. this guy, like, I was on the sidewalk next to a gas station in the Fort Lauderdale area. Mm-hmm. And this guy just, like, totally hit me with his van. Oh, jeez. And... I, like, rolled off oh, the van. Oh, my gosh. This, like, gasoline water. It was disgusting. Oh. And I was like, um, it's, what? I just stopped. <laughs> and then I was like, you just hit me. And he didn't say anything. Oh. And I was just like, what are you doing? Dry, like, what? It's like, oh, okay, what do I do now? And I just went into the gas station, and they let me use their bathroom. Oh. And I had myself off, and I was like, okay, keep going. <laughs> Let me uh, say, any, seriously, anybody who have who would have gone through such an experience, I think after day one of that, probably would have given up, but not you. You went on. Yeah, but you know what? That's the thing. It really was just this single mindset. And I think I'm actually not very good at setting my mind to one thing and just doing that. Mm-hmm. But in that tour, I was. You know, it's just, I'm just. You know, I had points. I know I'm stopping here, and I know I'm playing shows on this day here, and, you know, I have, you know, to be on TV in Georgia here on this day. And, but it was just, I'm just 
going forward. Right. Um, You're super focused on the goal. It's just, you know. Yeah. It really, it was really an incredible experience of that focus and passion on just one goal and Mm -hmm. just doing that. So, and I had great music. I was listening to lots of cheesy pop songs (laughs) to uh, keep up the energy. Nice. It actually was kind of beautiful in a lot of places, and it taught me a lot about the parts of our country that we would know, you know, you would never see. I mean, I saw extreme poverty in our own country, and I saw extreme wealth, you know, just down Mm. the street, you know. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally, that was so interesting for me because I don't drive, but Uh really every road is connected to every, like, I know it sounds probably pretty crazy to someone drive, but I was like, everything's all connected. Like, we all have this little grid. I could get anywhere on these roadways. Now, yeah, I don't want to sound weird, but I've thought about that, too. I mean, like, if you want to get from anywhere to anywhere, it's all connected. You can do it. We're all connected. Yeah. It's really, really weird. um, And see... Yeah. (laughs) Well, and for you, you experienced, uh, like, a a cross-country or or up... Well, it's like a car trip. But, like, some people, you know, everybody does it in a car, and they're kind of like in their own capsule in their own little world, kind of isolated from the outside world. But you're out in the elements, you're experiencing everything. So this is like, yeah. you know, something that very, 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 probably nobody would experience in their entire life. So that was really something. It was, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. I'm thinking of doing it again right after I was finished. But, oh, wow. You, know, you, sh- you my, certainly we'll should. I say you, yeah, st- you start in, in San Diego this time and go up the West Coast, okay, to Seattle, do that? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I loved A1A is what I took through all of Florida, which literally was two, one-third of the tour, huh. just to get out of Florida. Um, but it was the most beautiful. Like, I just, there were pelicans gliding alongside of me that was laden. Beautiful, just the whole ocean. Really nice. Everything. Oh, I can yeah. imagine. So if I took um, the PCH mm-hmm. call, right? Yeah. If I took that, it'd be pretty nice. Oh, yeah. That's probably not such a wide shoulder. Right, yeah. we got to watch out <laughs> for that, yeah. <laughs> Good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, really quickly, um, if you could, tell me about some of the current projects you have going on right now. Well, I'm working, I'm working on writing for my next CD and okay. um, writing with a bunch of different writers and Everyone from friends of mine who are engineers, you know, to people that I've worked with, Roseanne Tash and even Barbara Streisand, some people in the pop, hip-hop world. I'm doing a little of everything. Um, Very good. Yeah, so we'll see. I think if you you listen to my whole CD, you can see there's a lot of different influences and some stuff is quiet and really melodic and beautiful. And then there's a song that has distorted vocals on there and... I was trying to not do that, but I think it's going to happen. There's going to be this diverse uh, music flavoring. No, that's nice. That's nice. Cause, and then we get to see you in all your different uh, different styles. And I think other people will really appreciate that, too. Because then it hooks them in, I think. Because there's a little bit of something for everyone. So I think that's a very good yeah. way to go about it. Thanks. Now... Uh, f- a few final questions now. Okay, so you did the street. Oh, you did street performing, right? You did that mm-hmm. for the yeah, longest. Yeah, I've been a performer for eight years now. Um, I started when I was sixteen, and it started. It was interesting. I I was too young, basically, to keep going into these bars and pretending I was twenty-one <laughs> to go to these open mics. <laughs> and then if I booked a show, because the way in New York City that used to work is you would go and you would 
play their open mic and then they would say, oh, we like you and you're good, want to book a show here. And that would happen a lot, but then I wouldn't bring any of my friends because they were all under 21 and they couldn't come in technically. And the venue would kind of figure it out by the time I booked the show that I wasn't <laughs> quite as old as I was pretending to be. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I was, I was actually playing a show one day and my friend was in town and she was helping me um, make like my goals and my plan for my music mm-hmm. in uh, probably my sophomore year freshman year of college and mm-hmm. summer and um i'm showing her around times square and we were like walking around and this guy's like oh you have a guitar can you play for me and i was like no no and he's like, no, no no play for me i'm like okay <laughs> it doesn't take much to convince me so i take out my guitar and I, I think i played always was which is one of the songs on my cd mm-hmm. and um and i played the song and i opened my eyes because i used to keep my eyes totally shut and i had this <laughs> of like 25 people watching oh wow this is on the sidewalk and i was like wait and it's like one or two o'clock in the morning mind you like <laughs> new york city it doesn't take much to gather those people but um yeah wow. so that's cool pulled out my mailing list everyone's like does she have any shows can i send up her email list and people tried to hand me singles and i'm like wait what, what's happening here and i was like oh yeah and she she like totally stepped it up and was like yeah and she has you know, another show coming up, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I think, what? Um, yeah, it was really pretty That is crazy. so cool. Yeah, it was sort of by accident. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other stuff happened. We <laughs> playing on the, on the sidewalk for a week or two, uh-huh. and then into the subway where I've been for a while. And I've brought it, brought it above ground a couple times. I've played in St. Louis and a lot in Hollywood um, mm-hmm. and in Pasadena and Santa Monica and so yeah, all over. It's cool. <laughs> Lots yeah. of um side note before you ask me the next question. Okay. There's really stuff on my website. I don't know if you checked the subway oh, link. Yeah, it yeah. Has, like, yeah, it has really cool, uh, interesting things that have been tipped and a lot of them are from the Hollywood, San Francisco area. So <laughs> if you're from California and you don't think you know, your neighbors are crazy, maybe you should read that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely check that out. That was very interesting to see that stuff. Now, I was going to ask you, uh, is there any advice uh, you'd give to an aspiring, any other aspiring artists? Definitely. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I was overhearing a friend give advice, a drummer friend give advice to another drummer yesterday, and he said, take, you know, definitely practice drums, but also practice piano. Um, and I totally agree with him as far as, you know, my musical advice is definitely mm-hmm. to make sure if you want to play drums or guitar, you know, just have an understanding, a basic understanding of theory. And I think piano gives you that. Okay. Um, and just helps you communicate with other musicians because it's so hard. Like, it's really, you know, it's another language, but there's so many dialects right. of music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. It's so hard to say to someone, oh, I want this to be more black or dark, or I want this to be more ethereal. And they might get it, but it's always good if you can have the chops and play it for them. Mm -hmm. Or play it for them. Yeah, so there's that. And then um, I'm a very determined person, and I think that is really what separates the people who do it for a career and do it for the long haul is just, you know, decide if you're if you're gonna do it. If you can't do, you know, anything else, 
mm-hmm. and this is what you want to do, just go for it with everything you have and take a little step every day. Right. Um, and you certainly have. Boy. So you're good. At, uh, um, yeah, you're very good uh, inspiration to others. So thank you. No problem. Now, uh, now before we go, I have a couple of things. What exactly is uh, Work Vessels for Vets? Yeah, they are a really, really cool charity I'm working with. Um, they support veterans, and a lot of young veterans especially who've just come back, and um, they help these soldiers if they're going back to school get um, laptops, you know, and just anything, any type of vessel that can help them move forward with their careers oh, okay. and their lives. And one of the reasons I really love them is that they're non-political. You know, they're just filling that void mm-hmm. that our government, like, I think it's just crazy that these people put their lives out on the line, and they can get shot, and they can, you know, see these horrible things. And I have a uncle who was totally ruined by Vietnam, you know, so mm-hmm. it's something for me that I just, I'm kind of amazed, you know, at how, not just our country, but so many countries, you know, even these countries that put out these child soldiers that, you know, the government's not doing that. But it's like these people put their lives on the line, and mm-hmm. then, yeah, they help them a little bit, but are they really helping them, you know, get back into society and, right. you and know, forge ahead and with their families? And so that's, we fill that void, you know, by they've given away boats, they've given away um, laptops, and um, right now there's, uh, a working truck and it's all the people like to to work with that boat it's not you know they're going to use the boat for pleasure it's we gave away a lobster fishing boat and this guy works in rhode island i and see living doing it yeah oh, okay that's very cool so that's a pretty that's- good organization to help fill that void like you said that that isn't there to help these uh vets when they come back so that's really cool and you and you do work with them that's very we're doing a bunch of um just did some tour dates in West Virginia and Ohio. Mm. I opened for Dave Mason, who's a really big supporter of them. Mm. And um, we're going to be touring in uh, Florida, in northern Florida in November, and some more dates at Army bases and stuff coming up. So oh, very awesome. Really awesome. Well, that's yeah. cool. I'm, gl- I'm really glad to hear that you're involved in things like this. You know, you're not just out there, you know, singing and, uh, you know, touring the country, but you're doing all these other things to, to help out, you know, your fellow man and, uh, you know, spread the word of, uh, you know, charity, and you've done charity work. That's really amazing. And I'm, you're, you're an amazing artist, you know, I just got to tell you. I just, Thank uh, you. So, <laughs> and you're going to be in performing in L.A. very soon. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, tell us when and where. Um, it's. The first date's at Viento y Agua, which is in Long Beach, on Thursday the 16th. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's my last show before I turn 24. Oh. <laughs> and, um, Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So come out and uh, celebrate getting older with me. Um, or me getting older <laughs> with whoever comes out. And um, that's at 9 p.m. at Viento y Agua. And um, then there's a show, my first show, being 24. <laughs> at, um, Hotel Cafe. Yeah, and that's at um, Saturday the 18th okay. at 7 p.m. sharp. All right, Saturday at 7 p.m. And, uh, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And we'll have all the information on the website. And uh, if uh, okay. Oh, also, um, any up- upcoming uh, dates and tours that you want to mention that are coming up uh, in other places yeah. in case anybody wants to hear you? I'm, I'm um, almost everywhere 
<laughs> uh, lots of places I've never been before. So. Yeah, I was looking at the dates. I was like, wow, you're everywhere. You're going to be everywhere. Coming yeah, I'm going to be in North Dakota next month and then Houston a couple of days after that in August. And have dates coming up in New York City and lots of stuff all down the East Coast and the Mid-America area. A lot of them are college dates, but um, as they get closer, I usually add in cafe dates around them so people feel comfortable coming oh, okay. to a totally public show. So, yeah, I mean, do a lot of college performances. So if it's at a college that someone goes to, that's cool, or just look, look for some coffee-ass dates. Okay, very cool. So uh, we'll keep uh, everybody posted on uh, the upcoming dates and all that. We'll have the information on the website. And if you have any other if anybody wants to look it up, just go to nataliegelman.com, and they have links there, and you can check everything out there. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I mean, Thank you, Chris. I really enjoyed talking. I had a good time. Cool. Very good. Um, we'll see, I'll see you on Saturday when you're 24 at the big show in Hollywood. <laughs> Great. I'll see you there. Now, remember, if you're going to be in L.A. and you want to take advantage of the opportunity to see Natalie perform, she'll be performing on Thursday, July 16th at 8 p.m. at Viento y Agua in Long Beach, California. And on July 18th, which is a Saturday at 7 p.m. at Hotel Cafe. Be sure to check out nataliegelman.com for music samples, photos, and upcoming tour dates and information. Also, be sure to check out my site, chrisventura.com, and I'll be linking you to all things Natalie Gelman, including her YouTube page, which is very interesting. You have to check that out. Now, here's one of the songs we spoke about earlier in the interview, one of my favorite songs from her album, Sweet July. could sit back for miles and let this all undo itself for a while or I could fall into my fears and come up covered in my tears I could fall back into your arms they used to feel so so protecting protecting Protect me now Just like home The warmth of your chest on my back And it was so easy Lying next to you Telling our dreams Like they would come true And it felt so right That night we came undone Could it have known what We would become Sweet
This is Natalie Gelman. You're listening to The Chris Ventura Show.